Blog Talk Radio. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wrestling Tracks. I'm Lee Houston. Of course, David Palmer's in the house, like I promised. Now, you may know hey, him from Inspire Wrestling. You may know him from AEW Wrestling and so much more. What's, what's going on with you, David? I mean, uh, Matthew, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's whatever name you want anymore. Uh, hey, I'm just, I woke up like 20 minutes ago, so I guess the day's going pretty good. Yeah, man. Man, like, I'm so good here. I'm I'm going here to be honest with you. I am indeed a WWE guy. So it will be a whole lot of reference to that. So I just want you to know right now where I stand. (laughs) Like, yes, this is a promotion hot MVP once said it. He was Impact Wrestling. He he said this in the tweet. He said there's life outside the E. And what he meant is there's life outside WWE. But of course, I will always be a WWE guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I suppose everyone's a WWE guy technically because like they were yeah. the monopoly for so long. So like, what other choice you got? And technically, so, like, you're like, oh, I'm an AEW I, guy. Like, what history do they have? I, technically, you are too, because uh, I ain't gonna mention her name, but yeah, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, you know? I, I am <laughs> just just by relation, but like. It's like I also yeah. don't care. I mean, it's just it's just it's just a wrestling show. It doesn't matter. They offer you a popular um, turn down. What's that? They offer you a contract. We go turn them down. No, man, because they give you money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because like if you think about it, like any complaints anyone ever has about WWE. It's it's the same issue on any wrestling show, like any indie wrestling show. Oh, they're not pushing the right guys, or there's not new talent. It's like at the end of the day, it's like fans really don't know what they want. They'll they'll yeah. they know what they don't want, but they don't know what they want. It's like oh, we don't mm-hmm. want this, we don't want that, and it was like, well, what the hell do you want? We don't know. Well, then shut the f up, you know. <laughs> so like it's like if you guys don't like it, it's like we're we're doing our best, but uh. That's any yeah. any wrestling show. So if they say, "Hey, you want two hundred fifty grand a year to go wrestle in WWE?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm already doing that for forty bucks here." So now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. like back in the day, like well, recently, actually, all the time, really, people like, "Man, man, we really want the attitude here back." Okay, this like, okay, fine. And when they do that, you get offended. Like, how can they do that? Mm-hmm. About the PG, you wanted that where you wanted some resemblance of it. We get, we try to give it to you. You complain, right? Yeah, we we want the attitude era, but like we don't have the mentality to accept the attitude era. And it's like it was attitude, dude. It's like that's the entire point. It's like in your face. It's like nah, it's too offensive. It's like well, piss off. <laughs> Once again, we got want. It's amazing how we got away with most of that. It's amazing. How we, got, how we got away with it. Like, I remember I was about 13 when uh, Edge and Lita did the did the uh, live celebration thing, right? So, oh, of yeah. course, my horny ass, man, I'm like, how far can he go with this? How far can he go with this? So, 
Ed is taking Ed is in the bed. He got his hands in his mouth. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden you hear, woo! I'm like, damn it, Rick, not now. <laughs> well, I just I couldn't help but think that they weren't gonna actually have sex on uh, regular TV. Of course, <laughs> no, I was like, how far can we go with this thing? <laughs> yeah. Then they're not gonna. Damn you, Rick! Blair, you I said, damn you, Ric Flair, you cockblock. Ah, man. I'm like, of course they're not going to do it. They're not going to actually do it, but let's see how far we can go with this thing. And the pants, as far as we're going to go. Yeah. Every time I try to get that idea to an indie show, they won't let me. All right, let's talk. Uh, So, like, your career over the years, where have you been? Like, what's better, what's worse, everything else? I have been to a lot of places. It's just basically alphabet mm-hmm. soup out here. It's just, just <laughs> different initials representing wrestling. So I show up. doesn't really matter what the initials represent. I'm just here to wrestle. So, like, uh, I've re- I wrestled in 40-plus states. Uh, I've Right now, I'm the revolver champion uh, that's the company that runs in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, Des Moines, Iowa, uh, run by Sammy Callahan. And then I I worked for ACW Anarchy Championship Wrestling in the past, which I believe you're familiar mm-hmm. with most of my work there. And then Inspire yep. Wrestling, also in Austin, Texas. And just about every place in between, really. But those those are the main ones where I'm like a mainstay, and I'm there almost every show and not just a journeyman. Mm-hmm traveling through. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing for 15 years. Just the alphabet soup tour all around. <laughs> a lot of people, especially fans, especially fans, need to understand the difference between like, well, of course you, of course you can love your favorite wrestling and everything else, but when the cameras go off and the lights go off, they have a light to live. For uh, example, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. what's her name? She, her character's uh, Sonya Deville. Her, she's in court because a dude decided I'm I, I'm gonna go see what's up. With, I'm gonna see what's up. She so a dude decided to stalk her and everything, which is the stupidest thing you could ever do. And this woman fight for a living. She ain't scared of shit. And she was right. court crying. Right. That tells a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, she, she well, that's, that's, that's the world that we live in. Yeah, man. But no matter how tough you are, when somebody breaks into your house and you're trying to go to sleep and they're taunting you on social media and stuff like that, I mean, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, she's still tough as hell whether she's crying or not, you know? (laughs) It's just traumatic. Like, I live not too far from the intersection. I don't go over to his house at all. Yeah. In reality, Ah. they don't know you like that, people. They don't know you like that. Yes, 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 you're the biggest fan, but all this crap. Reality, I know you like that. Oh yeah, I they're not they're not nearly as bad as these uh, cyber stalkers and crazy people. But like, I'll get the fans that are like trying to like get insider information. It's like, hey, when's this person coming back? It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, why would I tell you? Like, right? <laughs> why would I spoil a, a return or somebody who's going through such a traumatic experience of trying to recover from a career-ending industry uh, injury to mm. return to wrestling? And I was like, well, I'm sorry I didn't tell you, Pam, <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Shut up. Piss off. 
<laughs> it's like those 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 are like those are the most that we I get all the time. It's like that. It's like, hey, tell me tell me about this person backstage. It's like no. <laughs> and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then uh and then the, of course you get the ones that are like sending you death threats. I get I get one once um, a week. And so it's like, uh, they, they they give you a death threat for who you're married to or if you spout off on Twitter mm-hmm. or if if anything. And I was like, Oh, shut up. It's like shut up. <laughs> Bunch of loud idiots. <laughs> Obviously I'm you can a, see I'm not in a pleasant mood now. Oh no. The internet has killed professional wrestling, like the, the, the surprise, the shock, all. For example, uh, Ronda Rousey. Everybody's like, Ronda Rousey, when Ronda Rousey lived, she left UFC. They, we almost, almost ruined the surprise. Almost. Because nobody right. knew she was going to be there. I'm like, so for those of you who don't know, here's the story. I believe Oscar wins the Royal Rumble match. The Raw Women's Champion, yep. SmackDown Women's Champion come in the ring. It's time to choose. She about to make a choice, and all of a sudden, Joan Jett, I don't give a damn about my reputation place, and it's riding the freaking Rousey. What the hell is she doing right. here? What's going on? Right. And she she don't say a word. I love I love the setting. She don't say a word. Comes in the ring, points to WrestleMania sign. Oh, my God, it's going down. Right. right. And that, that was nearly ruined. <laughs> just like the just like Edge's return, just like a lot of returns. I mean, and like you look at it going like, what's this for? Like, could you imagine uh-huh. if you made a billion dollar movie, let's say Avengers, and then everyone is just like, oh, let's find the spoiler, let's find the spoiler. The movie comes out tomorrow. Why the hell are you looking for spoilers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Imagine if that that was just a constant uh, thing that you had to fight against. Every like every show for wrestling, like you can't do one good thing to surprise people because they just don't want to be surprised, and then they get mad when they're not surprised. <laughs> it's like you guys are the fault. It's like people can always say all oh, the internet or social media is killing wrestling, but it's people. It, it's people are killing yeah. wrestling because they just and they just don't honestly they just don't let the creators do what they want, and then mm-hmm. see if they like it or not. They're constantly bitching and moaning. And imagine if you had to read a book whatever your favorite book, and then halfway through, you get to call the writer say, I don't like it, and he has to change it. Otherwise, he's going to go broke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, that's pro wrestling. And so, like, instead of just getting, getting the whole Stephen King novel and then figuring out if you like it afterwards, he has to rewrite it because you didn't like this lady here or, or this oh, character man. here. Like, that's, that's exhausting. This, yeah, anyway. this, this man does that all the time. For example... Let's say smack. Let's say Raw SmackDown. Whenever goes on the air, you're five seconds to be on the air. You're on the air in five seconds. Vince got the script. I don't like this shit. Let's start over. He risked the whole script up. You got to start over in five seconds. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, dude, it's it's improv. <laughs> it's it, pro wrestling is improv. Yeah. So like when people say, like, "Oh, the script's been changed," blah 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 blah. I was like, "Well." Yeah, that's super hectic, granted. But, like, these are professional wrestlers who have to go out there and make up a match on the fly, make up a promo uh-huh. on the fly. Uh, you talked about that Ronda Rousey thing. They didn't know she was oh, coming yeah. out there. They were just told to stand there. She stayed in the trailer, hidden away, so they didn't spoil it. You know, like, so, like, mm-hmm. they don't care. Like, it, wrestler, I mean, they care. But, like, wrestlers are, like, loose. Like, we can kind of go with the flow on most things. We have to. We have no choice. At the drop of a hat, the crowd can turn on you, and you're like, well, 
they hate me now. Uh, so let's go ahead and just go with that. No one's going to fire me if I just like, if the crowd's all booing me and like hating me, no one's going to fire me if I just like lean into the heel role more, you know? So like uh, that kind of stuff, it's, so like it's yeah it's frustrating the guy rips up the script at five minutes before I'm sure but like it's not like wrestlers can't handle it. Oh, uh, man, I man about as soon as you said so I was going oh yeah one one tough place for a wrestler if you want to test where you are as a wrestler I, in my opinion it's the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City they are ruthless oh, yeah? sons of in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you don't let them get to you, like the main the main rule of wrestling is that uh, I'm here to entertain you. I don't care what you mm-hmm. do to me. It, you know, because yeah. like you can't you can't you can yell and throw paper all you want. I mean, you can't do shit. I mean, on, honestly, jump jump the railing and see how empty out that locker room will get beating the shit out of you. You know what I mean? Ooh. So like, yeah, oh, it, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of loud people. Yeah, whatever. Shut up. He's <laughs> like, oh no, they're so mean. Well, then lean into it. Who cares? Your your job is to get a reaction. So if if a bunch of drunk guys from wherever are flustering you, then you're in the wrong business. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. No one night stand, two thousand five. I want no, oh, two thousand six. Everybody, John Cena come out. Everybody in the world is booing John Cena. I guarantee you, somebody jumped the garden rail. Uh, the whole locker room who can't stand John Cena, ECW pay per view will still kick your ass. Oh yeah, it's his brother. And also, more importantly, John Cena would just rip you in half. <laughs> I mean, just like, yeah. the guy's a monster. He looks he looks like your everyday cookie cutter baby face until you actually get near him, and it's like, oh, I forget, you are a monster of a man. Your oh, hands God. are so huge. <laughs> so, um, um, but like, but like. Once again, like look at that environment and like, oh, that's such a hostile crowd. What does John Cena do? He keeps working. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this crowd yeah. isn't like he doesn't care. Oh yeah, look at him. Oh, it's such the reputation so bad. He does not give a damn. I'm like, oh, who cares? Mm-hmm. It's four hundred people in a room yelling. The guy, the guy does it in front of ten thousand every night. He doesn't give a shit about a bunch of loud drunks. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I called Nikki Bella gold digger. And I saved it because Nikki Bella, I called when she was with Johnson, I called her gold digger. I saved it for a reason because if Johnson was flat broke, no money nowhere, Nikki Bella would pack her $10,000 bag, get her $20,000 car, and hit the road. Oh, yeah? You think so? I don't know. I think Cause like, I don't know. She seems she seems like a nice lady to me, but I I, I don't know. I mean, the man. Look at that dude, and like, in his thirties, like forty something now. But like, they were together in his thirties. That dude looks amazing. I don't know if she wouldn't be with that guy. You know, I mean, like, yeah, it's hard because they wouldn't be in the same industry if he's not hired. But like, come on, he's he's not a bad looking dude compared to other people there. <laughs> yeah. So who know, who knows? You can you can say gold digger, but like, I don't know. We also don't know how much money she had at the time, right? Ever all the wrestlers, you always you always assume that like they're all rich and like oh they're all making mm-hmm. tons of money. They're not. They're 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 you know middle of the road. Like you think they're doing great, right. but they're probably making the same as like middle management of most companies. You know, it's it's nothing to scoff at, but it's nothing to like. Oh, I'll just go buy a car today. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. they, they still got their money troubles. 
Now, one person Anthony I know who won't have too much problems with money is Vinny Mac. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. <laughs> I'm like, I, people like Paul Hennick write me a check, and I had to question that. Vince write me a check, it always cashes. <laughs> yeah. People like yeah, Paul Heyman. Vince McMahon. I don't, uh, I don't, how, yeah, Heyman's okay. How much is Vince worth? Billionaire, millionaire, something like that. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if he was a billionaire. I couldn't. Uh, I'd never followed that. Because that, mm. that's the line where I start not liking people. It's like once I get billionaire status, I'm like, ah, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> You'll never be a regular person again. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think Vince McMahon went grocery shopping day in his life. That would be well, awesome to see, though. <laughs> you just kind of had a Kroger in there. Is that Vince McMahon buying steak? Oh, damn. Yeah. I think people do grocery awesome shopping for him. Like, oh, yeah. There's no right way here. that dude has seen the outside world. Oh, no. No. Uh, well, unless he's, in, unless he's in the grange with the rich folk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take my limousine out for a car for, at the car wash. That's all. You know, just Hey, my limousine, go wash my limousine. Go get my washing limousine for me. Just regular day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he probably didn't have time to do regular stuff. He's just too busy working. He's like a workaholic. This man hasn't had a vacation since 1984. He ain't had a vacation <laughs> in Always working. Yep, always. He gets off work tonight at midnight. Tonight is when he gets off work. Oh, he's done working. Midnight. Yeah. I mean, maybe. It might even be later. Who knows? <laughs> Lord, this dude never this takes time never off. Never... Oh, no. He probably booked matches in his sleep if he ever sleeps. You know what? That that would probably be true, honestly. If if somebody that – he's so dedicated to, to his job, whether you like him or not. Like, the dude lives and breathes uh-huh. that job. And so, like, there's no way he hasn't woken up from a dream going, you know what? We're doing Hogan on. Right? <laughs> 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 I, I, I just want to know what matches him. he was like and woke up. <laughs> and it's like, we're doing it. We're Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. Let's go. <laughs> Damn, that's all right. I remember John Zena started being shut down our throats. At, um, I want to say around 2005, six, when they started shoving John our throats. 2003, 2002, he was almost fired. As he was doing the yeah. rapper gimmick and the boy can't rap. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> you can't rap and you suck. So therefore, you're almost fired. <laughs> I don't know what he did. Well, I, thought the rapper, that, I thought the rapper thing saved him. They almost got fired. Ah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that, that's the flow of it, man. I mean, yeah. if you're not putting in the effort, if they're, if they're looking at the numbers and it's like, hey man, you aren't you aren't making the money back for all the money we're paying you, you gotta do something mm-hmm. like that. Everyone everyone does that. I bet there's one per every person on that roster has had one moment to where like you're gonna get fired if you don't do something, and then they go and do something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's there's no way you show, you walk in day one and you're golden the entire time. I mean, that's just a problem. Uh, yeah. When John Zena first started the rapping gimmick, he was horrible. The boy can't rap. I'm like, bruh. And then he changed even song. He's rapping. Okay, this is good. This is okay. Eventually got better. But yeah. at first, Lord, he's on SmackDown rapping. He came out with uh, Boomer Cannon on SmackDown one yeah. episode. 
and the dude's rapping. I'm like, bro, this is horrible. Like, you, uh-huh. need, you need to talk to somebody. You need to talk to Ice Cube, talk to Snoop Dogg, talk to somebody. Look, no, immerse. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't remember. I remember. I remember the crowd cheering a lot. I don't. Rem- I don't know if it was good or not. I mean, I don't remember what he said. I just know it was usually some vulgar sex pun. Uh, mm-hmm. By by the end of it, but I remember the crowd cheered a lot at the time, and I I never liked him. I mean, I I, I liked him well enough, but like he wasn't my favorite. But like when he was doing the rapper gimmick, I was like, I don't I don't get it. But everyone in the crowd seemed to be cheering. So I was like, <laughs> I've been a John Cena hater for years, and I respect him as a human being, but as a character, bruh, I love to hate this dude. Oh yeah. Well, there it is. The fact that you said you love to hate him uh, means he nailed his his job. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna love like, him one way or another. <laughs> I was begging this dude at least one time in your life, turn heel one time. You've been a good guy for years. Yeah. Hogan didn't do that. At one time, he, at least he came turn bad at least a couple of times in his career. It's the red and yellow. Brother, eventually that don't work out. Like we're tired, and we need something fresh. We need something new. I mean, come on, bro. Right. So, I remember that day back. This was back in WCW. I want to say '96. Everybody's tired. The red and yellow, brother. Each of Imer, say your prayers. Ugh. So he comes down. That's the unthinkable. Everybody, oh, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. He he comes in the ring, push referee side, drops the elbow, drops the leg on Randy Savage. Turns heel and the court creates the greatest cat, greatest stable of all time, in my humble opinion, the NWO for life, brother. Right. And right. well, I mean, like Cena, Cena could turn heel, but once it's not his, it's not his choice. So, like, once again, oh, yeah. like it's it's a weird thing with wrestlers. Like, wrestlers get all this hate for not doing something, and it's like fans mm-hmm. don't realize. Like, we have bosses. Like, like we have a lot of bosses. It's not. It's not just Vince uh, backstage oh, yeah. that can fire you. There's a lot of people back there that can fire you. And so, like, when it's like, oh, why didn't why didn't Cena turn heel? And Cena this, Cena that. It's like, oh, he should turn. Like, it's not his choice, really. I mean, like, yeah, he's got a say in it, and he's got enough. He makes enough money to where like he's like, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. But like, he's been documented, like, of like, yeah, I'll turn heel. Like the lady that made his gear. For uh, his heel turn that they are actually going to plan the deals that they end up scrapping makes my gear, and so uh-huh. she's just talking to me like she's showing me like oh yeah they got this done and this done and and he ended up I think I think he ended up like taking all that money he had spent when they scrapped it and he gave he gave it to like a uh, like a scholar like kind of like a scholarship type thing for NXT to where it would pay for somebody mm-hmm. else's gear and I think it paid for Baron Corbin's gear when he got there. Or something like that, yeah. but I can't. I can't remember. But it was, it was something like that. So like, I mean, he was obviously down for it. He said it a couple of times. It's just you got bosses, man. They got to look at the numbers and like, ah, oh, the little kids, the the families, they they love John. We can't we can't turn them heel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. the damn analytics, man. The analytics. Well, how ruining you Hulk Hogan turned heel. I remember uh, the real reason he came in late, he was in traffic. That's why he walked in late as hell. It's almost over. <laughs> and he walked in late as hell, stopped the late drop. I'm like, you were stuck in traffic all that time. It was supposed to be Sting. So <laughs> I'm sitting there with my, 
wide open on the floor. The show's over with. I'm sitting there. What the hell just happened? How Hogan just? How can he do that? That's the that, wrestling is all based on selling. If you can't mm-hmm. sell, you waste a lot of time. Because like, if I punch you in the face, your reaction to that is the whole story. Mm-hmm. Wrestling yeah. is built on selling. I, I agree. You know. I agree. I Always you, be selling. If I punch you in the face and you don't do nothing. You wasted my time. You wasted everybody's time and money. Like, react to that. <laughs> well, if if you punch them, like usually the rule of thumb in wrestling is, uh, if you punch somebody in the face and they don't sell it, the next punch is a real one. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, oh, we're we not selling today. Okay, I guess we're actually gonna do this. Oh, um, <laughs> which happens from time to time. <laughs> one of my favorite sellers. He's a young. He's a young book. Just we just started him in. We just broke him in. Dominic Mysterio, that dude right there, a whole lot of potential. Oh, you like Dominic? He's got a lot of fire. He's all right. like uh, he got a lot of energy. That was like, oh man, he he's got it. I I I mean, I'm waiting for him to go to NXT and get in better shape because uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's looking like he's getting a little tired near the end of some of those matches. And plus, like he's not he doesn't have a great aesthetic for his body yet. You so you can see he's mm-hmm. completely covered. Uh, and so, like, okay, well, I can't wait for him to have like six, seven months of just weight training and stuff like that, and in the ring, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be so good, like so much. Uh, like, you, you watch him, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, I can't remember if it was a pay per view or if it was a Raw or something like that, because I kind of just kind of go in and out of wrestling sometimes. And uh, I was watching some match, and I was like, it's kind of like ah, eh, whatever, you know. It's like there's not mm-hmm. a whole lot of life to it. It's kind of going through the motions. And then Dominic comes in right after, and like this guy, first, second match, whatever, he has got so much fire. You're like, damn, come on, yeah, go beat Seth Rollins' mm-hmm. ass. It's like, good job. <laughs> and it's like, and yeah, the selling's great. The selling's probably more or less uh, real compared to the other stuff uh, on the show mm-hmm. because he doesn't have the calluses built up. So, like, you can fall down on your back for 15 years and you get used to it, but that first day you do it, you you hurt, <laughs> you know. No, you... I had a headache for a whole month my first uh, after my first training session. And every day my head hurt just from bumping and stuff like that. Now I, I fall down and it's like, eh, it's whatever, you know. Then like and so like time. he's he's <laughs> getting the shit out of him by a kendo stick and all that kind of stuff. And so like you don't get the calluses built up on those as much. And so like, so like he's taking it for real. So like yeah, he might be a great seller, but like he's also he's also like not selling as much. Because it's real for him. I got one more thing to say about Dominique. Before I do that, I have a very special message, ladies and gentlemen, from the one and only Samuel L. Jackson. Thank you, Samuel. Stay the fuck at home. The Rona is spreading. This shit is no joke. It's no time to work or roam. The way you can fight it is simple, my friends. Just stay the fuck at home. Now, technically, I'm not a doctor, but motherfuckers listen when I read a poem. So here I am, Sam fucking Jackson, imploring you, keep your ass at home. If you want things to get back to normal, don't panic. Just use your dome. Wash your hands, stop touching your face, and stay the fuck at home. Motherfucker, it's no time to gamble. Look around. You're not at a casino. 
just stay the fuck home as if your name was Trenton Quarantino. Sure, you can still see your friends. Use the motherfucking app on your phone. But unless you just ran out of groceries, please stay the fuck at home. Thank you for doing your part to flatten the curve because that shit is steep. And now that you're home, please feel free to go the fuck to sleep. Be Thank you very much, Samuel. All you can, Jim. <laughs> All right, that's some poetry. Some people don't. Some people don't get the message. Yeah, people like Samuel Jackson got drive at home. Just stay the fuck at home. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that to all my friends. I'm start pulling that Sam Jackson poem and start playing it for them. Uh, as soon as that, uh, Dominic, I'll tell you something, man. Like he got two options. He can, he can go traditional, like your daddy, your grandpa, everything else. Or it be his own style. Either way, you gotta choose. Cause like you, 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 you gotta do one deal. You be your own, you be your own person or follow tradition. Yeah, he can he can do both. I mean, he's not gonna be the next Mysterio, as in like a masked wrestler. I don't think we've seen his face too much, and we know him as a child. We're not we're not gonna want. We, we've already been attached to the kid for the last. Mm-hmm. however long it's been, 15, 20 years, whatever. Um, so, like, there's no reason to cover his face up because those are the eyes of the kid that we saw from SummerSlam, what, 2005 or something like that. Like, that's that's the window to the kid's soul. So, like, you don't want to cover that up. And so, yeah, maybe you can keep the 619 to honor your father, but, like, he's probably going to be a, a hybrid. He's probably going to be someone's closer to, like, a Seth Rollins by the time he's done where he can just do all oh, yeah. of it whenever it's necessary. Because he he has the build, he obviously has the head for it. He's nailed like two or three matches in a row uh, with Rollins, and like not to discredit how good Rollins is leading a match, but uh-huh. he, he obviously has a lot of fire. You're not going to see him just do like traditional lucha, I don't think, when he comes into his own. He'll throw. I mean, you'll see the tilt roll head scissors and an arm drive, maybe a six one nine. But eventually, we're going to start seeing a lot more throws and some slams and stuff like that. I think from him. Because just looking at him, like, he's pretty tall. He's got, he's got I mean, especially next, I mean, maybe, maybe he's just really tall because I'm, I'm imagining Ray, but he's like 6'2 or something like that. He's got a good frame. You could probably pack on another 50 pounds of muscle on him in the next handful of years. Yeah, he's 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 definitely going to be one of those, like, hybrid guys. He, he'll probably be more of a main event, uh, upper mid-card guy soon. I have all the faith in the world in him. Uh, he's gonna be good. A lot of potential there. Oh yeah, he, he's 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 gonna make his money in this. Man, speaking of potential, this I thank God for NXT. Those have NXT, those enhanced Triple H, will always have the future of professional wrestling. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, right right now, it looks like it it can't be stopped. It's always gonna build new stars. And if you look at it, the formula is always pretty simple, too. It's just, like, make the story very simple um, and then have a really good wrestling match. You know what I mean? There's there's no reason to make it overly complicated, long, do anything too silly or too goofy. Because the more you make it silly or goofy to 
attract new people or just to create variety because you have 30 hours of wrestling on a week. Um, the, the wilder it gets, the harder it is to put the whole story together and also for people to suspend their belief. And so it's like oh, after, after a while, it's like, ah, oh, it sucks. So that's why NXT, like, NXT can have all the gaps in the world, but no one's really going to complain about it because everything's so simple and so straightforward mm-hmm. to the point that it's like, okay, well, I understand everything, so I'm willing to let everything go. But once people don't understand something or it, it, it's out of the norm, that's where everyone goes to social media and bitches and moans because they don't understand. And mm-hmm. that's, where, that's, where things get, that's where things get ruined. That's that's my thought on NXT. As long as they keep it simple and they just wrestle, then they're always gonna they're always gonna get over. They're always gonna be stars in the future. Every 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 takeover at NXT, I like it, like the setup: match, 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 match. No backstage bullcrap, no drama. Just match after match after match. Just keep it going. Yeah, and then if there is any backstage drama they throw in every now and then, you pay attention to it. Because you're mm-hmm. like you're not trained for it to be a you know a Twitter break or or a bathroom break you know yeah. we're we're like my feet on Saturday Night Main Event or SmackDown. It's like okay, well every after every match there's a ten minute promo, so I'm not gonna pay attention to every single one. So I'm gonna go bitch on Twitter rather than pay attention to this. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to bitch about that because I didn't pay attention to it and I don't understand. So I'm gonna bitch about that being dumb and <laughs> so like you know. That's wrestling. But NXT, as long as they do five, six matches at the TakeOver, all wrestling, occasionally, like, you'll have, like, a Rollins jump the guardrail and cut a promo, something like that. Everyone pays attention to it. Oh, yeah. Great. I'm very proud of women's division because they come a mighty long way. It used to be bathroom break. Now they're front and center. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you oh, would I know. Mean, I mean, one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it, it's, it's still a little different though. It's still a little weird because, uh, yeah, it's not it's not the bathroom break anymore. And like, oh, the women's divisions come into their own. It's like, yeah, four of them have. I mean, I mean, really, like if if you watch it in the last ten years, has anyone else gotten anything aside from Oscar? I mean, so right. Like, yeah, the women's division's doing great. All four yeah. of them. Oscar, I'm telling you about Oscar. I I love her. She's great talent. But why in the hell give her a microphone if she can't speak English? Well, I mean, it's more than English speakers watching the show. It's a global problem. Yeah, but like, for example, you don't speak Japanese. You don't understand what the hell she's saying. She could, she could cuss you out and you never know. <laughs> right, but like you also know when she's cussing too, or or like cussing, but like they would they would still censor it if it's Japanese, or at least I they would try. Um, so like you can you can tell well I mean they they're supposed to knowing how they mm-hmm. <laughs> knowing how they're supposed to be doing it back back there um so like you can you can have her rant and holler it's all physical comedy or not comedy but it's all physical so like if she's jumping up and down huh? she's screaming it doesn't matter what she's saying you know she's pissed it's like ah blah 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 it's like well she's obviously not giving her the cookie recipe so like yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's a little different, and also like she, she's Japanese, so like she has her own built-in market. I mean, nobody nobody ever wants to say like that kind of stuff, but like it's true. Like that's who she represents. The people look at her, young Japanese women, and look at her like have inspiration, you know. So why is she speaking English mm-hmm. when she can just speak Japanese, get the same point across, talk to them directly, 
And then now, now you have a whole new market over there. Because uh, everyone's like, man, I love Oscar. I don't know what the hell anyone else on that show is saying, but I love Oscar. <laughs> so, right. I mean, you got you got a roster of 200 people. They're all speaking English. One person speaks Japanese, and they're like, I can't understand what the hell she's saying. <laughs> it's like, well, there's another mm-hmm. million plus people that can. So, yeah, I, I don't. Mind I wouldn't it. mind. I don't mind. Japanese, I wouldn't mind Japanese uh, champion because we never we had. It. We finally had a black champion. We had Russian. We had Italian. We had a Greek. We had a, a Frenchman, Andre the Giant. We've had a Canadian, several Canadians. We never had a yeah. Japanese WWE champion. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like they tried to pass off Yokozuna at one point, and he was like Samoan, right? Yeah, or Pacific, Pacific Islander. I can't. Rem- I can't remember. Like he wasn't. He wasn't Japanese. And like I remember. I remember I'm like, a Japanese. Like, he doesn't look Japanese at all. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I was. I was a little kid watching Yokozuna. I was like, he does not look Japanese. And I didn't know until years and years later that he, he wasn't. And I was like, oh, okay, I was right. Six year old me right. nailed it. Um, yeah, like Japan. Like small. right now, you'd have to have Shinsuke, right? I mean, oh, yeah. WWE doesn't have a large. Uh, representation of Japanese wrestlers outside of uh, Asuka and Shinsuke, right? Mm-hmm. You had Sajuri's yeah. job blew that. They blew that, man. Like, bro, you can use Sajuri. That that, that would have been cool. Sajuri. <laughs> oh, dude, he was awesome. I he love Sajuri. Awesome. They, they just ruined it. Yeah, my wife and I love Sajuri. We love the Sajuri Stephen Regal stuff, or William Regal. Oh, man. Uh, Let me tell you. I'm like, hi, the, William Riggle is brilliant. They, they would, the jury would say something, be like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. I'm like, how the hell you understood that? <laughs> Regal, Regal is awesome. Like, he's one of my favorite actors in all of wrestling. Like, just go back and William watch the WWE stuff, his facial stuff. It's fantastic. Oh, man. William Regal is a legend, but there's no, there's no living now, all these years later, that one day, to save your job, you kiss Mr. Man's backside. Literally. <laughs> hey, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's all the former show, man. It's all for the former show. Champion, oh, yeah. tag champion. <laughs> you can't do that now. I mean, if you, if you think about it, it's like it's no less sanitary than a wrestling match. Uh, objectively, mm-hmm. like you gotta go, you gotta go in half naked and roll around and sweat all over each other for twenty plus minutes in the hot light, or you can go out there in a suit and kiss the cheek of a man's ass. <laughs> it's like uh, it's germ wise, it's the same. It's nasty uh, all the way around. Prideful, yeah, you don't want to go kiss a man's ass, but also, eh, it's a silly show. Yeah. Just make them. Just I, yeah. I, I would wa- I would watch Vince McMahon uh, take a washcloth and wash his ass before I would go out there and do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I want to see the dove yeah. hit your ass cheek. <laughs> I want to see some sanitizer on there. <laughs> Vince McMahon's idea of the kiss my ass club is was like it's a combination of brilliance and disgusting at the same time. Because his yeah. storyline was going is that it was like you want to keep your job real simple, pucker up, kiss my ass, you keep your job. Mhm. It's it's brilliant if you think about it. So like you get guys who are willing to kiss you on the butt cheek, right? 
And then as the uh-huh. as the payoff, you the guy who gets people to shove every, or kiss their butt cheek gets his whole face shoved up the actual anus of Rikishi. So like there was no <laughs> butt cheek for him to kiss. He was up the butthole. Like he was nose in there. Uh, so like I mean, as far as like payoffs, that's pretty solid. Yeah, you get to kiss the mm-hmm. hip or the 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 upper butt cheek, and then I gotta go up that man's ass. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so as far as payoffs, it's probably the the best one that they've done for a Vince McMahon uh, bad guy storyline. Oh man! At the time, the plan was to have all former members of the alliance, the ECW WCW thing. Just join and kiss my ass, so that didn't work out. But most key members do. <laughs> That's so spiteful. That was the plan. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like, you'll, like, you'll hear those stories of like him like going out of his way to like shit on WCW and stuff like that. And like, I can't help but uh, feel like any regular person in the same situation would do the exact same thing. Like you had this yeah. rival company that took shots at you for years, nearly nearly uh, bankrupted you, ruined it, ruined your lifelong dream. And as you can see, the only thing he does, obviously, is work on WWE. And then like you win, and then like I want to make every single one of these guys kiss my ass. Everyone else in that <laughs> position be like, yeah, I want to make everyone kiss my ass too, Vince. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> those guys. <laughs> I almost went home. I'd be like, screw those guys. <laughs> Now me, I, I I would give him an option. Hey, if you want to keep your job, kiss my ass. Keep your job, or there's the door. Oh, I think, that's, most I think that was the case money. for some. It had to be right. Yeah, most people most most people need the money. Pucker up. Mwah. Mm-hmm. Man, if that, need this if money. that doesn't represent all of wrestling, I need the money. Pucker up. <laughs> so like that, that's just wrestling to a T right there. You need this money. Hey, man, I need you to need this cage money. match. I'll give you an extra how how much money? All right, I'll go and kill myself. Man, hey, you want to do a ladder match with twelve other guys with the same size as you? No. Well, I'll give you an extra this much money. Okay. Broken arm later. Oh, I got an extra hundred bucks. Broken arm though, but hey, I got money. <laughs> But hey, I got a hundred bucks <laughs> and exposure. <laughs> Yay, wrestling! <laughs> oh man, with twelve guys who I remember, just like uh, I'm taking you, I'm taking you back to '97 when the infamous Montreal screw job. Here's the thing, I I would do the damn I would do the same damn thing. I mean, for real, like Bret Hart's contract was up. You're the champion. What do you do? You're gonna go to the rival company. Here's the problem. You're taking my belt with you. You damn right I'm screwing Bret Hart. I would do the same thing. Oh yeah, my I would do the same thing. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Bret Hart fan, but uh, I I I would do the same thing as well. It's like you don't, it's like you are an actor here, and you don't want to play the part. Imagine if Hawkeye just decided to go off script during the middle of uh, Endgame because he didn't because mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't want to do something <laughs> like like that's the problem. You got you have to actually see that unfold with wrestling. There's no pre tape type thing, so like. That's selfish. That's that's rude. And it's like, oh man, no. and, and it, it, it's it's fake. It's like fuck. It's fake. Fuck. Uh-huh. Well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud Texan. So what? 
But like, I don't get that. I don't. I don't get the like. Oh, I, I can't lose in Canada. Yeah. So the plan was to lose the next night. He's like, no, I'm. I want. We still gonna be in Canada. I want. I want to lose in Canada. Well, damn it, I need. I need a new champion. What are we gonna do? So I'll tell you what, I'm gonna screw him. Fuck him. I'm gonna screw him. So he did it, and everybody is pissed. It's a chaos right. backstage. Right. And I don't blame him. I'm the same thing because. Your contract is expiring. You 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 don't renew. Your contract is expiring, uh, buddy. I'm screwing you over. Deal with it. Oh yeah, like cause imagine if it happened the other way. Imagine if Brett got his way and got to leave. No one's gonna be like, uh-huh. "Oh, Vince was such a nice guy for doing that for Brett." No one's gonna say that. You know what I mean? So like, it doesn't matter <laughs> what other people's opinions were. He's not gonna go out of his way. It's like, okay, Brett, I worked with you for. So many years, I respect you and trust you. I was like, "Nah, man, you're leaving. Do, yeah. do your job." Well, I don't. I don't want to do my job. Well, then what? <laughs> I would, honestly, at that point, I don't even know if I would have had the main event. I would have been like, "All right, we'll piss off. You're fired. Get out." Now we're gonna have Sean versus Taker at Survivor Series. Sorry, Canada, but Brett's an asshole. I would, yeah. He didn't. He didn't want to wrestle for you because, like, it does. Like, oh, I didn't want to lose in Canada. Like, dude, you wrestled your whole beginning of your career in Canada. I'm sure you lost once. It's like, what the fuck? Who cares? It's like, I, I, I started wrestling in Texas. I didn't win a match for two years. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, like, that's what it is. It's, it's not real. It's not fucking real. You know what I mean? If it was real, every match would last 30 seconds. It would all turn into UFC. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to see a whole lot of matches go <laughs> go the limit. And so, like, why why are you doing that? Like, why why are you being a pain in the ass about the show? Like, you obviously agreed to it. You know, once you're a champion, you're eventually going to not be champion. You don't get to, like you don't get to just like oh I get to be Superman now and I'll never lose. It's like that's not the case. Uh-huh. Like I don't, I don't it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me when people get so into wrestling like that that they start believing their own character. It's silly. It's like if Gary Oldman started believing he's serious black. You know, it's like, uh, the fuck? What's wrong with you? So, anyway, my thoughts. I remember uh, seeing the never losing. I was shocked, mad, kind of understanding when the Undertaker made the call, somebody made the call to end the streak. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like, I, 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 was, I was shocked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm always torn on the streak because... It's not that it's, he should never have lost. I think he definitely should have lost at Mania. However, I would have never had him come back. So, like, uh-huh. to, to me, like, oh, Taker's at Mania. It's like, well, I don't care now. Now now he's just a 50-year-old man. Before, he was uh-huh. this guy that no one could beat. It didn't matter how old he was. He'd always pull out the stops. We'd always see something new. And it's like, oh, he's going to wrestle Bray Wyatt a year after he lost to Lesnar. I, like, I don't give a shit. I'm sorry, I don't care. Now it's Bray Wyatt losing to a 50 year old man who was a biker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, and I was like, yeah, he's tough, and like, obviously, like I consider him one of the best ever. But like, as far as the mystique, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, however, you see how it turned out for Brock Lesnar. He became the monster uh-huh. that just the dude shows up every now and then and sells out. It's perfect, and like, so like. I can agree as far as the marketing. Now, as far as building up new stars, I probably would have just had Bray Wyatt beat Taker with the streak. 
uh, as, as like some sort of passing of the torch. But at the same time, Bray's been there for a few years. The Bray Wyatt character has been around a couple of years at that point. You don't know if it's going to last 20 years like Taker did. And so, like, oh. ah, you know, there's always the pros and cons. But to me, he was always going to lose one day. Or he should have yeah. always lost one day. The brilliant thing God, is, he... Brock, <laughs> Brock does all the work, and Heyman does, takes all the glory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wrestling. The wrestler usually does like... all the work in the ring, but, you know. All right, Paul Heyman didn't do shit, and he's taking he's taking all the credit. Brock, Brock, that's the one who did the work. What you talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, he cut all the promos, so he did some work. Yeah. Like, he he built the match because it's not like Taker was out there every week cutting a promo. The dude shows up on a gong, stands around for ten minutes, then goes home for his his mm-hmm. WrestleMania build, and then Lesnar is just going to stand there with menacing. So, like, I mean, the the storyline of of Heyman taking the credit works because he was the only one talking the entire feud for <laughs> two months. So, uh, I, I, I can I can see him getting getting some love for it. Let me ask you this, Brock Lesnar. If you're Brock Lesnar, what? That's not. That's not much. That's nothing else to prove. You did. You've been. You've done it all. Right, but you know, you've been. You know, if, if he's still physically active, so unless unless he's going to go to like UFC or something like that, he can go to any wrestling company. He probably just oh, wants yeah. to take a little, little vacation, hang out in the middle of nowhere, doing nothing but hunting. And then he'll probably show back up in WWE or AEW. I mean, Brock has like been there, done it on the T-shirt. Oh yeah, I, I could go down the I could I go down the resume of Brock Lesnar. We don't have much time for that, but I would love to. But you know, I'm just because y'all know the story. Y'all y'all know the song and dance. NCAA champion. He was like multiple times WWE champion, universal champion. Oh, by the way, broke the street. Let's see what else he did. Oh yeah, New Japan IWGP champion. Been there, done that. Did everything there's to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to look at it. You got to look at it like acting instead of guys mm-hmm. who are trying to accomplish things. Because it's like, well, I'm I did all these things, but I'm still physically active. I'm still fairly young, and I'm bored as hell. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, like how many Oscar winners? have won an Oscar and like, why are you still doing movies? You, you accomplished it all. It's like, because I, this is my job. I like this job. <laughs> so like, but mm-hmm. the same thing for Lesnar. He probably, he probably just likes it enough to show up and have seven matches a year or a handful of matches a year. So like, I don't think he's going to be gone very long. I think he'll show up in the next six months. He probably will, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking forward to that. Cause I, I, I did not expect at all to see Paul Heyman Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, that's happening now. Yeah, I saw a clip of that the other day, uh, and I was like, "I'm like, that's, okay, that's good. I'm I'm okay with this. I like Roman. <laughs> like for a guy, like he, honestly, Roman got screwed. You know, Roman Roman mm-hmm. got screwed because uh, you got Cena and Babyface Cena." He ruined it for everyone after him. They're like, oh, he never loses. He's he always champion. And so they just saw Roman with a similar hype. And they're like, oh, Roman's always going to be in the main event. He's always the champion. It's like the dude, like, like they go out of their way to make him the last guy in the Rumble every year 
just so whoever else wins gets more love. Like, no one wanted Randy Orton to win that Rumble that year. Like, it was like Randy versus Bray for Mania. This is not what we wanted, you know? Like, you could have done this without a Rumble win. But, like, everyone cheered because he beat Roman. And, like, Roman's like, dude, you're, you're nailing your job. Your job is to get a reaction from people. And you are nailing it. No one, no one wanted to cheer for Randy that much, but they didn't want Roman. And like mm-hmm. now, after all these years, because he's he's been like the guy for so many years, but how long has he actually been like the guy? You never see him like opening that many shows with the mic. You never see him holding the belt that long. He usually drops it pretty quickly. Whereas Cena was uh-huh. champion for almost the entirety of his run for <laughs> five six years, you know. So, like, Roman got screwed because everyone bitched and moaned. He left. And then they're like, oh, man, I actually like Roman. Shows up. Boo! It's like, gosh, you don't know what you like. Like, how how come everyone's booing, but he's selling millions of dollars of shirts? You know, like, who the hell's buying the shirt then? You know what I mean? Little, little kids don't have jobs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. People just want to boo because they sound cool and edgy. Uh, your opinion of Thunder Dome? What do you think about it? I think it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Like as like as to me, to me, it's it's better than nothing. Uh, wrestling should always be live in front of a live crowd to me because um, you don't know who's over. So like mm-hmm. the entirety of Drew McIntyre's run has been his title run has been without a title or sorry without a crowd. And so we don't know if, let's say, the, there's a cure tomorrow for COVID and fans return. We don't know if they like him, like, at all. all right. So, like, you have the Thunderdome. It's like, oh, yeah, but you can hear that. It's like, we don't know if that's the actual cheers of those people. We don't know if that's piped-in sound like they did for the Orton Edge match in front of nobody. So, like, we have no clue. Like, Roman might show up with Paul Heyman as the number one heel with 10,000 people and get cheered out of the damn building. So, like, that's 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 the best thing about the Thunderdome is, yeah, you get some faces there. It helps the wrestlers get some energy because it, it sucks wrestling in front of no one for, you know, for hours on end, an eight-hour taping day. And then, you know, <laughs> and then occasionally you get some guy. It's like, oh, Kenny Omega's watching. It's like Kenny Omega is watching – because Kenny Omega wants to troll WWE. It's not because he's watching and he's enthusiastic. You know what I mean? <laughs> like then you get then you get people with like, oh, it's a Chris Benoit photo, and then you got and it's like you guys don't let anyone enjoy anything. It's like you, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a couple people just gotta ruin it for everyone. You got somebody like he was they sent out like a, a murder scene from a movie or something like that or some nonsense like there. They they played that, and I was like. What? And then, of course, WWE's going to get all the flack for it. Oh, you should have you should have watched it. You should have censored it. It's like, man, we're trying to – the world's ending, you know? The world's gone to shit, and we're trying to just entertain people. It's the shitty people in it that are ruining it, you know? Good Lord. So like, I, I want my refund. I want my refund. Oh, no kidding. Damn it. <laughs> no kidding. We lost Kobe. We lost Chadwick. Come on now. We, we lost, we lost, we lost Black Panther, and we lost Kobe. We're you know what? I, I think I think the most heartbreaking, the most heartbreaking loss for me was Shad Gaspar. Oh man, me. that thing! Mm. I I never met him. Uh, I I never met him. Never worked with him. Didn't didn't know him. 
don't think my wife really got to know him. But, like, just mm-hmm. hearing the story of, like, the dad who went out a hero. I was like, God damn, that just that just hit me so hard mm-hmm. when it happened. Like, it's, it's still, it still gets me. Oh, like, yeah. The man, <laughs> like, what a dad. Like, what, what, if there ever, like, if there ever was a way to go, you know, if if you, I don't I don't know if you have children or not I don't but like if uh-huh. if I was a dad and I had to die like I had to choose and it would be saving my son man you want to talk about going out like the greatest hero in that family history oh my god mm-hmm. it was so it was so damn sad it was like all the deaths all the tragedies of this year and then like the one silver lining is that that dude went out like a hero oh. Mm-hmm. It makes me so sad just thinking about them. Man, 2020 over the refund. Y'all, when you go down memory lane with your children, <laughs> please don't go 2020. That never happens. <laughs> just, just omit it. it. Just No, no, man. There's no. It goes 18, 19, 21. There's no 20 anymore. <laughs> the number table. Oh, my refund. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord. We, still, we, we stuck with Trump. We lost Kobe. We lost Shad. We lost uh, Chadwick. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah, it's and then we got the <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine the future right now. Uh, based I don't on twenty twenty, like twenty twenty one going to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to try to peak it this year, man. Oh yeah. I think I'm just going to spend the next uh, few years stoned. I think that's the best way to do that. (laughs) Just like like I can't, I can't do it anymore. 2020 is so bad. Oh man! Now, I I tried to find the good thing in 2020. I can't. It's a short list. Oh yeah, Uh, I can't. I can't imagine either. some point the last couple months I just had to start shutting myself off from the world like I deleted my Twitter and everything I was just like man it's just nothing but just hostility and anger everywhere it's like I, I'll, I'll end up killing myself by the end of this thing because it's just nothing but just depression I'm not. So you're surrounded mm-hmm. by it so you gotta get rid of it I gotta, I gotta get away from all this stuff I gotta just, Nothing good. It's like nothing good. You watch the news. It's like, is there just one thing? Did somebody invent something? Is there anything out there? It's like, no, it's all crap. It's all crap. Man, everybody needs a good. We need to come together for a good old cold drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all come together for a good old cold drink. Whiskey. Yeah. So. Oh my! So if we can get everyone year. drunk for about a month, uh, the only saving grace in 2020 is professional wrestling. As far at this point, you think so? That that's that shoe. That that's my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even don't get be- to watch it that that often anymore with wrestling. I just. I just. I can't. I can't sometimes, you know, so I'm, I'm watching it and I was like, I just, I can't, I can't wrestle. Like, you know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a gig performer. And so like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of indie wrestling right now. And so I get to watch other people wrestle. And I was like, man, I don't want to watch this. I want to be in this. I can't, you know, 
like I can't well, imagine being a football player sitting on the on the bench because you can't play the game, but you got to watch everyone else play. At some point, you're like, damn, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be out there. You know, well, so there's like, one thing you can always do. You know, you can you can always take your wife go in the backyard and put on the show. No, nah, man, she beats me up. Uh, <laughs> she never lets me win. Oh man. <laughs> Um, no, like also, we we we've actually wrestled before on on indie shows like years and years ago. We actually we actually met training, um, in, in a training ring, and where we had to pair off and do this drill that's called give and take. And so oh, the yeah. drill is she she chooses whatever she wants. She does three moves in a row, and then I do the same three moves to her. Well, she had a little bit of chip on her shoulder because she's a female in wrestling and everything sucks for her at the time. And so she's doing the best she can to overcome everyone's sexism. And so she sees me, the scrawny guy, the scrawny kid at the time, get paired off with her. So she's going to bring it. And she beat the hell out of me. And then when I go to do it back to her, I, I think I ended up like drop kicking her in the face or something like that. And like my trainer, Lance Hoyt or Vance Archer, I don't, I, whatever. He's an AEW now. Uh, Hoyt. Um, he just started cracking up laughing because she, she just shot straight to her feet ready to beat the hell out of me. And I was just standing there like, thank you for the drill, ready to shake her hand. <laughs> just because I was just, I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm sorry. You did it to me. So I just did it back. I don't know what to do. It's my first day. <laughs> so like, it's like, I'm like brand new. Like I am just doing whatever I can not to get this giant trainer to throw me out of the ring. You know? <laughs> so like, yeah, I'll do that. And whatever, you, whatever you need, boss, whatever you need. I'm like, the first time getting to like meet my wife, she hates my guts, and so wow. we we wrestle we wrestle uh, intergender matches around the area, and I always like do stupid stuff to her. Like at this point, we're wrestling. She actually like likes me as, a, and I would always like do the dumbest thing. Like she she would do a move to me, and I would whisper some joke, try to get her to laugh, or she would she I would put her in a hold and then try to tickle her behind <laughs> to where the camera can't see and stupid stuff like that. But we have, let me tell you this, and I, I mean this wholeheartedly, there's not a single wrestler in the world that I've wrestled with that I have worse chemistry in the ring with. <laughs> we have the worst chemistry. There's not, a, there's not a match that goes by where I don't get hurt <laughs> because she kicked me in the crotch on accident. On accident, quotation. So like, <laughs> so like, yeah. Anyway. Man, by the way, gentlemen, I promised Matthew I would not mention his wife by name. But if you don't know, she's the former NXT champion. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, and and the reason the reason why is, and uh, if anyone's listening, and the, the reason why I never say my wife's name is because a lot of people want to uh, ask stories and get insider info. But like that's her life. She's lived that life. She's gone through all the trauma and all the ups and downs. She earned, she's earned that right to tell that story. So I don't want to give away uh-huh. her interview. This is why I never answer questions about her. I never really say her name or her her uh, worker name or anything like that. Because like if they don't know, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't add to her story or anything like that. So that's why I never really do it. Yes, uh, man. I tell you. First time I was there, that first her her debut on Raw, it was amazing. <laughs> People had the internet napping around, 
it would have went out smoothly. And oh, oh, she said she said be one tonight. She's doing tonight. I'm like, bruh, surprise me. Then let me let me be shocked for one second. <laughs> I uh, I used to troll all my friends and family on social media and be like, watch watch TV tonight. Tonight's the night. And then she wouldn't be there. And they were like, why'd you do that? It's like because it's funny to me. <laughs> That's why I did it because I because I laughed. Um, like like I would like who in their right mind would spoil their spouse's big surprise for their dream job? You know, <laughs> why would they think I was being serious? <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I I don't want to go too far into in, in, into her. Oh yeah, no, like have you ever had a bad day at the office as a professional wrestler? No, just like every day. <laughs> you got to think of like my an ideal office environment is not the ideal wrestling environment. Like, cause I have to go out there and get beat up. Even even if even if choreographed, staged, whatever you want to say, like it's not that like we're mimicking the sound of flesh on flesh like that. You, you're you're getting flesh on flesh. That hurts. Um, uh-huh. It's just. Every every day is a rough day at the office because you're going in it as improv. Hey, uh, I'm gonna do all these moves and we're gonna do the story, and then you get hurt halfway through, or you you tweak your knee just warming up backstage, or maybe you just had a rough week of wrestling for four days straight and some rough matches, and then the promoter you're not even sure that guy has the has the payday. So like. And every every day can be a rough day at the office. Um, probably oh. the worst one I've ever had. Worst worst ones are usually the ones where you don't get paid. Where like you, you after your match, you're like, oh, can I get my pay? And it's like, oh, I'll pay you after the show. You wait till after the show, they're tearing down the ring, and like, hey man, has anyone seen the promoter? And then everyone starts looking around, going like, no, where is he? Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he didn't pay anyone. <laughs> I was like, ah, fantastic. I shortened my lifespan, and this guy couldn't pay me a handful of bucks. Fantastic. You know, like, those are the worst days at the office. The only I do for free is charity at church. I'm not doing nothing for free. Uh-uh. <laughs> All I do for free is charity at church. Other than that, I want my money. Well, I mean, we didn't plan on doing it for free. <laughs> the, guy just, the guy just leaves. Cowards. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've had fights, you know, it's, you're, you're creating an environment that's not a very strict workplace environment. It's, it's, you know, it's very loose, like I said, and like, it's, it's testosterone run. And so you get these idiots uh-huh. getting into fights like me, like I'm an idiot. I'll get into a fight backstage with somebody. It could be a buddy, you know? It's not somebody you hate, you're gonna to try to murder, but like you throw you throw hands a couple of times and it gets worked out. Yeah. You don't really get to see that in the women's locker room. They're like looking over from behind their curtains like, look at these morons. <laughs> like, yeah. so like why are they fighting? They're friends. Um, you know, and so like you get you get those occasions. Uh they're not frequent. You know, most, most indie locker rooms are actually super chill. They're just like, hey, we're just trying to get our payday. We all have to catch a 6 a.m. flight, <laughs> you know, or we all got to drive 18 hours tomorrow. So not a whole lot of people are, are dickheads, but uh, it happens, you know, it happens. Or I'll bring you back breaks. in the day. Oh, God. I'll bring you back in the day. When you were younger, who was your favorite female superstar? Favorite female, you know, I 
it would probably be uh, jazz. Do you remember you like jazz, jazz at all? Mm-hmm. I, like I love jazz. Jazz. Cool. jazz and Rod, jazz and Rodney Mack are family friends. Those are good people. Um, I like them. But like, I was. Uh, what's that? I'm still down with the brow. Oh, dude. Nah. <laughs> I had to, to wrestle Rodney Mack in a white boy challenge one time. And, like, I had just met him, like, five minutes prior. And, like, he comes out there. He's like, Matt, I got this. Don't worry about it, brother. And I was like, okay, man, whatever you say, Rodney, I'm following your lead. Because I had watched Rodney growing up at a local promotion uh, by my house. So I had watched him since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever you want, Rodney, whatever you need. And he comes out there like, I'm starting a white boy challenge. And I was like, I just start cracking up in the entrance position because I had no clue it was a white boy challenge. And I start cracking up because, like, the payoff was perfect. It was like he gets in there, he's going to beat – because at the time I was, like, 40, 50 pounds lighter. And it's like, I'm going to beat the hell out of this tiny-ass white boy. And, like, he misses a move, and I roll him up one, two, three, and he just – and I just jet. I just, like, I, I bail out and leave because that's, that's what he said. He's like, roll me up, one, two, three. It's like, damn, this is the easiest payday I ever got in my life. Thanks, Rodney. <laughs> so, like, uh-huh. <laughs> it was, and then he, like, talked for five minutes and, like, threw a fit. Like, that filled up the whole match. And I, was, I laughed my ass off when we got back there because then Jazz was on the show, and I think she had to wrestle – uh, a friend of mine. It wasn't. It wasn't my wife. She had to wrestle a friend, and she ran out there and she wrestled uh-huh. her ass off for like 15 minutes. Meanwhile, Rodney and I did one move, and just like, <laughs> just like cracked me up because Dad's like, "You mother, <laughs> he didn't do a damn thing." But yeah, I was like, I was like Jazz back time. in the day. My favorite people of all huh? time. The tie would have to be. It's a tie, man. I want to say Trish. Okay. I got to say Stacey Kubler, Lita. Uh, who else? And the little great <laughs> So it's a tie for the hottest ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. See, I, I just like the wrestling because I, I never really cared for, like, the, like, young, attractive women because porn was still free. And so, like, I was really, like oh, look, look at their cleavage. Well, you can see the whole thing over here on this lady. So, like, right? to me, it was like Jazz was the wrestler. She was the... She was the one who didn't just go out there and, and, and show off and stuff like that. She wrestled, and I liked wrestlers. That's why Benoit and Bret Hart were my favorites as a kid. I didn't care about the performers. I liked the guys who were good at their job. At the time, I thought, so, I thought, I thought my, other, my other head at the time, so my, 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 my young horny self followed <laughs> my other head, so that's why I like to do with position. Hey, man, that's fine. That made a lot of money for them young ladies. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I always look back on it, and, and maybe, maybe it's just because I'm older now, and I'm not just fueled by wanting to, you know, as a child. Um, but, but like, <laughs> I always wonder what it would be like if you got to see those women come back and actually get a chance to wrestle. You know what I mean? Like uh, Stacy Keeper, Tori. Like, obviously, it's going to be a little stunted. They're not going to be as good as uh, the young women now because age, because experience, they actually got their, they actually get to wrestle now. So they all have that practice. But like, I do want to see those divas, those uh, divas from that day come back and actually have a true one-on-one wrestling match. No bra and panties, no titties flashing, just wrestle. You know, I, I want to see that. Maybe, maybe I'm in the minority on that one, but that's just. I like to see that too, man. Cause back in the day, Women's wrestling was really shallow and built all sex. 
Yeah. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because sex sells in every industry. And it's the only problem oh, is definitely. that it's usually always one-sided. Like you're not going to see the male dancers or anything like that. You're going to see the women and stuff like that. And I get it. It's one-sided. Right. It sucks. But like you can, you can. It's wrestling, so you always have to use whatever you can to get over. But I just, I just want to see them after 20 years, 20 years later. I just want to see them wrestle. I just, I just want to see them get oh, their chance. Uh, by the way, Jazz, she she she, wrote, she dominated men too, so it didn't matter. Like, hey, anybody can dance will. Oh, that's just life for Jazz. That's just. I mean, Jazz will hurt you. Jazz doesn't care what's between your legs. She can take you. Oh yeah. <laughs> and just like the cool APA used to say, I think Jazz will personally. Yep. <laughs> you know that has to be one of my favorite backstage gimmicks is the APA gimmick. I wouldn't mind somebody doing something like that similar to this, to this day and age. Uh, it was like just, cool. just two buddies hanging out, drinking, playing poker, and occasionally it's like, "Hey, you want to go beat up somebody?" It's like, "Yeah, why not?" <laughs> so like, that's good. <laughs> and we need protection as long as you got the cash. They'll protect you. <laughs> yeah, how great would that be this day and age? Is like. I, I don't know who would do it. Maybe you get like an AOP or something like that. It's gotta be it's gotta be like actual intimidating guys. And so like that would be, that would be fun. Like don't don't copy it outright. Don't blatantly rip it off. But like that would be a fun gimmick, I think, to return. Just buddy smoking, drinking, playing cards, and occasionally getting into a fight. That would be cool, man. Professional wrestling yeah. as a whole, I think a DP. I, I always. Fresh wrestling lasts for long, long, long as wrestlers, long as their wrestlers will have a wrestler forever, until coronavirus hit, and now people, it's hard out here. Oh, especially for any wrestler. I thought wrestling would be around forever. We'll never wrestle. We'll never out with wrestling. We'll never fade away. We'll always have wrestling, but you can't do it for a living, so that's a problem. Mhm. Mhm. I know. <laughs> I'm I'm literally pacing around my wrestling room right now. Just like, yep, it's been since January since I wrestled, and that was my return. Like I was out with an injury, and so like I came back. 2019 was rough, all the rehab and stuff like that. Came back, sweet. We're gonna have a brand new brand new uh, start. 2020 is gonna be good. COVID, damn it, I wrestled once. God damn. <laughs> so well, basically, I've been on the shelf for almost two years now. I hate to get all political, but had Donald not fired those people, wouldn't have this problem right now. Well, I'm not going to say whose fault it should be, but I usually lean towards you on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm, not a, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. I'm not. I'm actually. I don't like. I don't like any of them. <laughs> they're all. They're all crooks. <laughs> but he's. He's. He's just. He's just a moron. Uh, to me, uh, to me, uh, this this isn't to slight anyone else's uh, political opinion. I just don't like the guy. Oh, yeah, I also I have family that grew up in New York and knew about him. He was all everyone thinks he was this beloved icon, celebrity, real estate mogul, but I couldn't tell you how many construction companies went out of business because he just decided to file for bankruptcy so he didn't have to pay them, and then uh-huh. just hire somebody else to build the tower and build all this real estate. So like, it's like, oh, you're you're practically a mob boss. Like he's not that beloved. 
people that actually know what he's mm-hmm. done to ruin other people's businesses. I mean, the dude can handle somebody. He, 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 you can handle business with somebody's husband and you got nervous somebody president. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. You can, like you when, can handle when you're, you're somebody married. When your main attack against your competitor for uh, for presidency is that they're old and they have creepy tendencies, it's like, dude, you're Mister Grabbing by the Pussy himself, you fat slob. Like, <laughs> like, oh, he's three years older than me. He's too old. Like, dude, you're about to drop dead now. Look at you. You are cheese whiz in human form. Like, what? <laughs> like, this is not a valid argument. You haven't done anything to actually argue that you're you should be kept in office. But you know, whatever. Whatever, uh, whatever. It's not wrestling. That's, uh, that fucking guy is like in everyone's conversation every part of the day. Uh, but hopefully, one day we'll be able to get together, our wrestling families. One day we'll be all together again. But for right now, social distancing is very important. So stay at home, relax, chill out. Let's get this thing over with. We come back together, yeah. have a big old reunion. That's only we wrestling fans can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Thank you for being Stay here. Home. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Matthew, for being on the show today. Thank you very much. See you guys next time when we broadcast to you live right here from October. We're going to take a break after today. Thank you very much, Matthew Palmer, for being on the show. See you Thank next you. time, everybody. Bye, everyone.